All right, man, and welcome to another exciting episode of Sports Biz from an agent's perspective. All right, um, you're with your host, Zila, a.k.a. Chester Mbekela. And uh, yeah, so, you know, I thought about something. Um, I mean, this is going to be episode number 49, you know. I thought about something last week and I was like, you know what? I think every single week what I'm going to do is Apart from the like the episodes where you know we talk about um, you know the business of professional sports, the business of professional soccer, sometimes rugby, at times you know professional basketball. What I'm going to do is um, definitely you know publish an additional episode where we recap you know the uh, J leagues. So that means I'm going to be talking about you know the J one, the J two, and the J three. Okay. And again, because I'm I'm not a reporter or anything, so I'm not going to bring play-by-plays and everything. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to select notable games, you know, games that I view as, you know, intense or interesting or might have, you know, uh, or might provide good content. All right. Then I'm going to bring them onto the show and then we're going to talk. Then I'm going to talk about them. And just share my opinion on, you know, where I think, you know, things are going with um, whether this particular team or within this uh, particular league as well. All right. So that's what I'm going to do in an extra episode every single week. So going back to basically publishing two episodes a week. The last couple of weeks, it's been crazy. It's been busy, you know. So that's why I've only been able to put up one episode a week. But um, starting from this week. There's going to be one episode, which is a recap of, of, the, um, of the J-Leagues. So me talking about J1, J2, and J3, just notable games, um, anything that was amazing, um, or any, you know, anything interesting that I feel that you, you, know, you guys should, um, should know as the listeners of the show. So yeah, look out for that. And um, yeah. So again, just before we get into today's episode, so today's episode is actually going to be the first recap of, you know, the J-Leagues, you know, over the weekend, over the past week, where I'm going to just, you know, um, talk about a few notable games within the different leagues. All right. So do not go anywhere. And um, just before we get into the episode, though. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help. I know, you know, from my personal experience, man, when I was an athlete, when I was a player, you know, there'd be times I would go through, you know, feelings of like stress and anxiety, you know, stress to perform, you know, stress to play well, to make sure you play for that next contract. And, you know, I really wish that I had had, you know, certain like avenues to really vent and get out these frustrations and just have an objective party to talk to. All right. BetterHelp, man, it's a platform that offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you through, you know, your tough time or whatever you're going through. Now you're able to talk to your therapist in private, um, in an online environment at your convenience. So it's literally therapy um, wherever you may be, you know. Um, There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 
20,000 plus therapists network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then uh, you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Imagine that, under 48 hours. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions and then uh, plus you can exchange unlimited messages with your therapist um, and everything you share is 100% and completely confidential. Right? What I've found helpful, man, with using a platform um, like BetterHelp, again, you know, is just their response time. That if you're going through something, um, you're able to talk with your therapist and share it right there and then. You know, my therapist, uh, Mark, is so efficient um, and I'm really um, happy that I'm working with him. All right, and then you can actually also request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime if the current, like the current um, therapist that you matched with doesn't work out for you. All right, so you don't need to stress and feel like you're trapped with one therapist. You can actually request to change. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced better help therapist. Special offer to Sports Bears from an agent's perspective, podcast listeners. So you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash kzmbekela. Right? That's betterhelp.com slash E-K-E-L-A, Bekela. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, and welcome back. Hope you guys didn't ghost on me. <laughs> All right, so um, as I said, you know, before the break, that um, we're definitely going to be publishing an extra episode a week where we recap and talk about um, the J-Leagues. Because, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a registered agent within the J-Leagues. So I think it's only fair that, you know, to listeners all over the world that I bring content that does, you know, sort of focus and touch upon the J-League and what's happening, you know, with professional football here in Japan. I know in certain episodes I talk about, you know, certain players, notable players, notable teams... But um, I really do think, um, and this is just an idea that hit me yesterday while I was chilling at the beach. I was like, you know, um, I think it would be important for me to talk more about, you know, professional football here in Japan. Because um, as much as, you know, people watch the games on YouTube and everything, a lot of people don't really know about, uh, you know, professional soccer here in Japan. I don't know if it's sheer ignorance or a don't care attitude. But it's one thing that I've noticed, and that's why I've always, you know, just found it weird. That's why you'll have guys who are playing, you know, flipping sixth tier or fifth tier in somewhere in Europe or wherever, and they're thinking that they can come to Japan and play in the J1, you know? I get loads of messages, man, on my LinkedIn, you know, guys playing lower divisions in their countries and thinking that they can just come to Japan and tear it up in the J1. And I'm like, <laughs> do you even know the level of football in, you know, in Japan? 
So I can tell that they they don't yeah that, that they don't really follow the J1. They're just thinking ah it's Asia it's probably easy. No, let me dispel that myth right now. No, you know the J leagues, all three leagues, man J1, J2, and J3. It's not easy football, guys. It's really not easy football. So I think if you're a professional footballer that's um, anywhere in the world, wherever you're playing, in your home country or whether you're playing in another region, I don't care if you're playing in the highest league in the world, in Europe or wherever, you're not just going to rock up to the J1 and think you're going to dominate. You know? I've seen, like I've experienced J1 teams turning down guys who are playing high level football in Europe just because they feel this guy doesn't um he sort of doesn't fit into their structures or simply because they just don't think he's that good you know so yeah you better get your story straight if you're ever thinking of um of coming to play you know within the J leagues like I said whether it's J1 J2 or J3 the teams here that want to recruit like imports they want guys that are firing out of the cylinders, man, firing on all cylinders, guys who are, who have played a lot of football, you know, um, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I introduced a young man to, you know, a very good GM friend of mine. And, you know, the one thing that was said when the GM got back to me was like, you know, Zila, this guy, he's, he's got the talent, but we feel as a club, he hasn't played enough football. For us to to even consider, you know, offering him a contract. And I mean, this guy had played something close to about 30 games and they were like, yeah, that's not enough. More, you know. And unfortunately, this guy's season had come to an end because he was playing in the European season um, in Cyprus and stuff like that. So it's really one of those men where that's how, how can I say, that's how strict the teams are when they're assessing players to sign is they look at the amount of game time you've had. Because remember, when they sign during the summer transfer window, guys are basically coming in in the middle of the season. So you can't come in having, you know, being less fitter than the guys who are already playing. Then what the, you know, then what the fuck are you doing there? They don't bring in guys to develop, guys. That's the one thing you need to know. The teams don't sign guys that they need to work on they want you to be firing on all cylinders because let's face it, the contracts that they offer, I mean, they compensate the, the overseas players very well over here. So to them, it's plain and simple. You just need to be worth it. You just need to be worth it. All right. So this is a message to anyone who's playing, you know, um, third, fourth, fifth tier. You, you can't come to Japan, unfortunately. You can't come to Japan and think that you're going to get a J2 team or a J1 or J3. Because even some J3 teams, they're only willing to sign guys that are actually playing second division in their countries. Obviously, they're going to compensate them well and have them you know, come in and be marquee players. But that's, that's just how they roll. They want the imports to be a cut above um, their players. Obviously, if you're playing premiership, first division, second division, you have a chance to either sign a J1 contract. Um, yeah, for J1 contract, the rules are even more strict. You have to either be playing, you have to be playing uh, premier division, like first division and 
you know, for, um, for bonus, like for bonus points, it helps when you're playing international football for your country. But you playing international football for your country doesn't always guarantee that a J1 team is going to want you. I've seen guys who play for Australia, the national team. You know, guys who play for the Socceroos, but they play in J2 here in Japan. That's how hectic the competition is here, guys. Do not underestimate the competition. All right, so anyway, as I said um, at the beginning of the podcast... So this, um, these episodes that are going to be coming, you know, from this week onwards, um, and we're going to be doing them, publishing them every Monday. All right. It's a beautiful Monday morning here in, um, in Tokyo. <sighs> I don't want to, don't get me talking about the weather because guys, this is the coldest summer I've experienced since my five years living in Japan. But, you know, um, still grateful to be here, still loving it over here and um yeah man just taking it one day at a time and enjoying you know just being in the pro football space okay so um obviously we're going to talk j1 first um so this past week or weekend um we had the beginning of the 11 cup all right so the 11 cup the 11 cup is such a weird you know cup tournament within the j1 because I feel like it's an equalizer. It just evens out all the teams. Ask me why. So with the 11 Cup, you'll get a team that's not performing in the, you know, in the league, in the league competition, in the J, J1 league competition. But they get into the 11 Cup and they just tear it up. You know? Um, and obviously from the games that were played, I'll, I'll basically mention the notable ones. Right. I, in fact, I actually think they're in the best of eight now. So it's basically talking about all the games that took place. So Nagoya played against Kyoto Sanga. All right. Now, this is Sang, Kyoto Sanga's first 11 cup because last year they were actually playing in the J2. So they are one of the newly promoted teams um, that are playing in the J1. And let me tell you, they've been holding their own. You know, because usually when teams are, you know, promoted to the higher leagues, it takes them a while, you know, to get, you know, acclimated and just used to the, um, the tempo of the game. But Kyoto Sanga has, um, yeah, they've fared pretty well. But obviously things didn't go well for them um, this time around because they did lose against Nagoya Grampus um, 1-0. to But an exciting game. Nonetheless, uh, my main man, Pita Otaka from Nigeria, man, who's playing for, who's the striker for Kyoto Sanga. Um, up until this game, every single game I watched Pita Otaka play, he had, he had been scoring goals nonstop. So this was the first goalless Pita Otaka game I've witnessed. I mean, I'm not going to say that I've watched all his games, but um, I've, I've watched a good 90% of his games. And I promise you, Every single game that he had been playing, he had been scoring. You know, he's got one of the highest, you know, um, point averages, you know, um, for scoring goals. So kudos to him and hard luck to the team from Kyoto for, you know, for losing um, to Nagoya. I mean, Nagoya have always, I mean, they're not, they're not, they're not at the top of the log within the J1 league, but they've always been one of the solid outfits because... Last year, during the, 
during the transfer window, they actually, yeah, they, they signed some heavy hitters. They signed some, um, some big guns. They spent a lot of money on players. So it's no surprise that, you know, they, they, they're quite a solid outfit. All right. And then the, the next game was uh, Hiroshima Senfres um, versus Hokkaido Konsado from Sapporo. And uh, in this game, as intense as it was, uh, the game ended uh, 1-1. So the, uh, so both teams drew, and I mean this kind this this game it was kind of difficult to to perform in, but kudos to both teams because it was played in in heavy rains, you know. But both teams were able to get you know a point each, and um, they actually put out an entertainment like that, sorry, an entertaining product of football on the field. So shout out to them. And then game number three was the. Antlers, Antlers versus Fukuoka Avispa, Avispa Fukuoka. And in this game, the Antlers actually came out on top, you know. So the team from, um, from Kashima and Nada, they, they did pretty well, 2-1. It was also played in the rain. Um, I feel like the Antlers coming out the gate, I'm actually not surprised that they won this game because they really have been the favorites, um, this year, you know, just within Japan football in general. And they actually overtook Kawasaki Frontal as the number one team on the log. So I'm definitely not surprised that they're, they're, hitting, some good, they're hitting some good form. They haven't peaked yet. They haven't peaked yet. But they're, they're definitely playing well. They definitely are playing very well. All right. And then game number four, Belmar versus Cerezo. <laughs> Now, oh man, you know, Belmar, they're actually in my area, Shonan, Belmar. Um, I live in the Shonan area. Um, I, I feel like, you know, Belmar played their best game of the year when they destroyed <laughs> former number one um, on the log, Kawasaki Frontal, uh, in a league game. So they beat Kawasaki, this was about, I think, two weeks ago. They beat them 4-0. You know, and at that time, Belmar was actually ranked 17th on the log. So imagine that they were beat, and well, Frontal was ranked number two at the time, and Belmar just tore them apart. You know, as much as I was celebrating for them, but I, I also got a bit concerned because I was like, you know, when a team performs that well, could we say that was the best game they possibly will have played this year? <laughs> But I mean, we'll see. We'll see who you know. Hopefully, they bounce back. But yeah, they were, they were thrashed, man. Four um, one by Cerezo, you know, Osaka team. So that is pretty much the eleven cup. Um, I think this week, this past weekend was a bye week for the, for the J for the J one league. So yeah, the eleven cup games were played. All right. So now moving on to the J two. Notable games, Tokyo Verdi versus Iwate. Now, Tokyo Verdi's also, you know, they've always been a solid outfit within the J2, and they were able to beat um, Iwate two points to one. And then another game in the J2 was Ruaso Kumamoto and Machida Zalvia. Now, Ruaso, man, this is their first season in the J2 because they were actually promoted from the J3. And they've also gotten into the J2 and have just, you know, stepped into their role. 
You know, they're not a team that's struggling in the J2. They are really, really, really doing well. And they were actually a team that, you know, they don't have a lot of foreigners on their team. You know, in fact, a lot of their outfit is locally based Japanese players. So kudos to them and that they are actually flourishing using local talent. Right. I've actually got a very good relationship with the GM from Uwasa Kumamoto. Um, so yeah, so shout out to him, man. And um, it's good to see the team doing well. And who knows? I mean, if they keep this type of performance up. Again, I don't think any of the teams have peaked yet. But they are showing you know, early signs of impeccable form. So shout out to them. All right. And now let's have a quick look, quick glance at the J3. So J3, Kagoshima, who've always also been um, a solid outfit within the J3. They were actually beaten by Gifu. You know, this I consider this one an upset because when I was, you know, when I was watching this game, I actually thought, um, for me, I felt it was an easy win for Kagoshima, for United. I really thought that they were going to just knock these guys out of the park. But to my surprise, I was wrong. Yeah, Gifu actually came out to play. You know, they scored first. Kagoshima, obviously, because they're known for being a good team, they were able to, you know, reply. But then the second half, man, Gifu just showed that they'd come to play and they'd come to win, you know. So congratulations to them. Definitely a notable game for the weekend. Entertaining game of football. And um, yeah, this one was played in awesome weather. Awesome weather. And then Holy Hawk. Um, was able to sneak in a victory against Montedo Yamagata. All right. So those were the notable games. And um, I think the one thing I can take away from this weekend games, you know, just recapping, you know, between the J1, J2 and J3 teams, I love the intensity. You know, that's the one thing I really enjoy about Japanese football is, um, yeah, they play fast-paced. They play it in an incredibly fast-paced so it's really good to see that at all levels that they try to maintain that high tempo at all three levels. And I think that's why all of the teams, when they're actually promoted to the next league, they get there and they're actually able to you know, acclimate and acclimatize very easily. It's because I think obviously the tempo between the three leagues is different, but I don't think there's, you know, um, the margin is that big. Otherwise, then teams getting promoted would struggle once they reach the top, the top leagues. But in most cases, man, they're really able to, um, yeah, to hold their own and to announce their arrival. You know, so it's really awesome to see. Um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed the first recap of the J Leagues for, you know, the Sports Biz podcast. Um, I really enjoy bringing you guys, you know content and um yeah i'm excited to bring you more just about the j league and um yeah things things are going to get interesting you know with all with all that's happening and with all the football that's being played one can't help but wonder because now we're approaching the summer transfer period um we can't help but wonder which teams are going to open up that checkbook and actually look to get some you know teams over um, teams to get some players from overseas and which teams are actually going to be like you know what Fuck it. We're going with what we have. We're backing the local talent, you know. So there's always that balance 
within Japanese football of teams going outside to recruit and some being like, you know what, we're going to keep it local. You know, and the funny story is um, I got in touch. This was about two weeks ago, um, having a conversation with one of the GMs in with one of the teams in the J3. Obviously, their team isn't doing very well. Um, so we were just having a conversation. I'm like, listen, you know, if you need players, um, especially like imports to come in and make a difference, please don't be afraid to reach out. Um, so he's like, you know, what? I'll think about it. And I'm like, all right, let's say hypothetically you were looking to to sign for positions what positions would you need he turned around and was like all he's <laughs> i'm like are you literally willing to release half the he's like fuck it yeah these boys are playing shocking football so yeah man um so that's a balance i'm talking about and then other gms i've spoken to have actually at this point been like at this point we're not even looking at getting guys from outside of japan so yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a very interesting transfer window. And um, yeah, I'll keep you guys up to date. And obviously, we're going to talk transfer window um, news when they arise, you know, on the recap as well, on this recap show. So um, I hope you guys um, enjoyed this episode. More to come. The league, We're not even halfway through the league yet. So yeah, I'm looking forward to bringing it to you. Just before I go, shout out to those who support the podcast and keep supporting the podcast. I'll make sure to drop the links of um, the merch, you know, the sports biz ebooks that you can get on the link description below. All right, on the description below. All right, guys, um, I'm about to get out of here, uh, get my day started. It's going to be a busy day today for the agency. A lot of calls, a lot of emails to make. So, yeah, I'm going to be out of here. Have a good one. And remember, we don't only talk sports, we lived it. All right. Take care, guys. And cheers. All right. So did you know that Sports Biz, from an agent's perspective, the podcast was actually parlayed from an ebook series that is available on amazon.com i get i bet you i bet you guys didn't know this but uh yeah that is the case um so when i started my journey as a sports agent i told myself that you know what i want to document this journey as it's actually happening all right and then that gave me the idea that you know what to start an ebook series and to just basically talk about my experiences um, in sort of like an ebook series. All right. So the ebook series that um, we completed last year was season one. Four episodes of season one, where basically, guys, I talk about my journey in transitioning from being um, an athlete, from being a player, to actually getting into the business side of professional sports. Right. I've always known that I wanted to be in the, um, the business of professional sports once I stopped playing, but I didn't know how. All right. I bet there's a lot, of, you know, a lot of guys who are athletes or a lot of guys who are passionate about sports who actually want to become agents, but they don't know how to become agents. Okay. 
this is where I recommend, I recommend that you get um, my sports biz from an agent's perspective ebook series. All right. That series literally details everything, man. It details um, the process and it also details on how to get started, um, you know, when you just want to open up your own shop, your own agency, how to prospect for clients. All right. And also, um, I also tell stories about the transfer window and I also tell stories about just my life in Tokyo since I've been here. All right. Trust me, there's some epic stories that you would not want to miss that are over there. But um, all that aside, the most important information that is on there is literally about how to get started as a sports agent and just how to navigate this journey. Because I don't have a mentor. No one's mentoring me in this sports agency journey. It's literally um, through trial and error and it's literally just, you know, taking it day by day and going by instincts. Okay, so make sure you get the ebook series, man. Sports Biz from an agent's perspective, ebook series. All right. Um, and I wish you guys well on your journey, man. I wish you well on your agent's journey. For any agent that's looking to come into the game, or for any sports enthusiast that's looking to come into the game, I wish you nothing but luck. Make sure you get the ebook series. <laughs> just kidding, man. But yeah, I just thought I would um, tell you guys about it because a lot of guys told me that they didn't know that my podcast was parlayed from an, um, an ebook series. All right. There was even a press release. There was even like it was also in the media as well um, because my podcast has just been catching on so much popularity here in Asia and in the African continent. And then the one person just contacted me and was like, listen, I saw sports biz from an agent's perspective on Amazon. Was this a book? I was like, yep, it was first a book before I made it into a podcast. So anyway, I thought I'd share that little story. And uh, yeah, man, I hope you guys go out and get it. I definitely recommend it and you won't be disappointed. Many more seasons are coming as well. All right, cheers. Cheers.